You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Well, I'm moving on out, out of Florida, headed for Arizona, where we'll stay. Moving on out, out of Florida, to a place where it's okay to say gay. AZ didn't vote for the fascists, like Florida certainly did. I know things there won't be perfect. And I'm really going to miss my kid. While we're driving cross country, there's still our shows to be done. So I'm pulling interviews you may not have heard. And I hope you listen to everyone while we're moving on out. Out of Florida to Arizona where it's hot as hell. I'll take the sauna over the steam bath. To escape that Ron DeSantis fascist smell. So here we are. We've made it to the last of 15 shows that I put together to cover three weeks, figuring that would be enough time to get us moved from Florida to Arizona and into a new place. Now, I have no idea if we were able to accomplish that or not, because actually I'm recording this before we even left. So uh, I don't know. I'm hoping to be back on the air live on Monday. But if not, there are other things that we can do. I'm working diligently to get back. So I'll go on the premise that I will be back on Monday. You can always check in on my blog at NicoleSandler.com and the uppermost latest blog post. I will keep you updated. It's the best I can do at this point. All right. Today, We are going to go back uh, one more time to my music radio days for uh, perhaps my favorite interview ever. When I was a kid, and I mean, you know, like early teens, my favorite album was Late from the Sky by Jackson Brown. I've been a Jackson Brown fan my whole life. I've seen him in concert probably more than any other artist except for Bruce Springsteen. And I've seen them together uh, at least once or twice, actually. Anyway, Uh, We put this station on the air in Los Angeles. It was KSCA FM 101.9. It was owned by Gene Autry. It was a very cool radio station. Only lasted about two and a half years. And then Bill Clinton's Telecommunications Act took effect and consolidation began. We were soon sold and the rest, as they say, is history. But Jackson Brown, you know, lived in Los Angeles and he listened and I had Uh, I had been trying to get him on the air for a long time. And finally, we worked it out. So he came into the studio and certainly did not disappoint. So we go back to 1996. Actually, it was right around now. It was September 13th, 1996. The first time I ever got to sit down and interview Jackson Brown. And we are live in the FM 101.9 Music Hall. Nicole Sandler here, coming back in for a very special edition of the Daily Special. You know, when we put FM 101.9 on the air just over two years ago, we came up with a concept of the Music Hall. 
and we put together kind of a wish list of people that we'd love to have come in here and chat with us and talk and play. And boy, today I'm honored to welcome one of the names from the top of the list, Jackson Brown. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Thank you for coming in today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, boy, the invitation. This is my station. Well, it is your <laughs> you know, station. They always try to get you to, you know, like do IDs for radio stations saying, you know, when I, you know, this is the station I listen to. But I mean, this is the station I listen to. Well, thanks. You know what? And you said that for me. We did, um, we met, I guess it was in February when you recorded in a, a rehearsal studio that in far from here, North yeah. Hollywood, right, in front of a couple hundred of our listeners for a Columbia Records radio hour. Right. And um, I said, would you record some IDs for us? And that's pretty much what you said. So. <laughs> Well, that's we, true. We thank you for that. When you think Southern California music, I mean, you think Jackson Brown. You think the Eagles. You think uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But Jackson Brown is always up there. And so that's why it was just so fitting that, that you be number one part of the station and, and oh, you thanks. Know, one of the thanks. reasons we've wanted you in here. But I just realized you're playing the Greek for two shows, Saturday and Sunday nights. You've never done that before. I've never played the Greek. I've been to the Greek for a lot of shows, but I actually I've never played there. Is there I've played a about everywhere else. Is there a reason you haven't performed there? I had a long-standing friendship and relationship with a guy that ran the amphitheater. Uh-huh. Oh, Universal. Universal. Where and, we've all um, seen you many times. And he's moved to some other places and stuff. And, and um, I have. I also have a long friendship with a guy that runs the Greek. And I just thought I'd try. I just, I'd like to play there. It's a good place to play. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, you know, I just thought I'd, I'd try it. I'd like to play there. Well, I'm sure when you started playing Universal, there was no roof on it. Right. So true. Now you'll be before, before, <laughs> long ago. Yeah. Well, Jackson Brown is with us in the music hall. Why don't we get you to start off with a song? Okay. You've got you, you're here surrounded by guitars and and a, a I just brought a, I brought a bunch of stuff that that we were able to stick in the bottom of the bus. I'm not even home. I mean, you know, this is my home. But yesterday was a day off, and instead of being a day off, it was somewhere else. It was a day off at home, which is really. Usually, I know better than to try to go home, you know. During a tour? On a day off, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. last time we played L.A., we just stayed in the hotel. Wow. Don't go home. Don't answer the phone. <laughs> you know, don't pick up your messages because it's a trap. Right, you're not really there. So, uh, but I wasn't able to do it that th this time, and I, I was home yesterday. But I actually said, as soon as we're um, through here, we're going to go down to San Diego and play. And then, But all this, this is what would fit in the bay of the bus. These guitars and this, and this uh, piano. Well, Clavinoma. it's here, and we hope to get you to play every instrument that you brought with you today. Okay, well, this is a song that we've been playing with the band, but I've, I've, I found this great guitar in Texas. We call this guitar Cody Lee because that's what's written on the case. I saw that. I was wondering whose that was. It was Cody Lee Shannon's, evidently. So, <laughs> so we call this Cody Lee. And I found this really cool arrangement for this song that I have not really ever been able to do acoustic before. So... A chain around her neck in the shape of a heart, in the shape of a heart. It was a time I won't forget for the sorrow and regret in the shape of a heart, in the shape of a heart. There were other holes 
souls as well In that house where our nights fill Far too many to repair In the time that we were there People speak of love, don't know what they're thinking of Reach out to each other through the push and shove Speak in terms of a life and the learning Try to find a word for the burning You keep it up You try so hard To keep the life from coming apart You never know What breaches and faults are concealed In the shape of a heart the shape of a heart In the shape of a heart Was the she wore on the stand beside the bed in the hour before dawn when I knew she was gone and I held it in my hand for a little while and dropped it into the wall I let it go and heard it fall I guess I never knew what she was talking about I guess I never knew what she was living without People speak of love, don't know what they're thinking of Reach out to each other through the push and shove Speak in terms of a life and the living And try to find a word for forgiving Keep it up, you try so hard to keep the life from coming apart. You never know the shallows and the unseen reefs that are there from the start. In the shape of a heart. In the shape of a heart. In the shape of a heart In the shape of a heart In the shape of a heart What did you mean? <laughs> Does Cody know what he gave up there? Jackson Brown is with us in the FM 101.9 Music Hall. Wow. You, now, it's taken you long enough to get back here to do a show. I know. We talked about doing this a long time ago. No, I'm not talking about here on the Music Hall. I'm talking about Los Angeles. Right. Now, you've been on the road. I think it was February that Looking East came out. Yeah. And then you took off. You started the tour in Fresno. And it seems like Santa you took... Santa Barbara, actually. Oh, was it Santa Barbara? drove out of town and, you and took started playing. the long way around <laughs> back to L.A. Yeah. So, uh, it's Saturday and Sunday night. Then you move on to Anchorage, Alaska... Then Seattle and Portland, and that's the end of the Looking East tour officially. Yeah. Yeah, and then we're going to do some shows. Uh, I'm going to do some shows with Bonnie Raitt and John Trudell. And, um, well, the, but, though, and those are benefits. Those are things that have sort of been, I've been waiting to do but needed to uh, do a cut-down scale because of, you know, to make some money, you know. You can't really always show up with a whole band. Right, but you, out of out of just about any artist, and I can put Bonnie in that category as well. You and Bonnie together and separately, probably do more for others in terms of doing benefit shows to raise money for causes that you believe in and and things well, like that. Yeah, we we're part of that 
group they call the usual suspects, <laughs> who generally, the, you know, do do a certain amount of benefits. But I don't think it's. I, I think a lot of people do that. Well, I think for some reason we sort of maybe we've been doing it so long that people only, you know, people have that many memories of us doing benefits. But for me, it's a chance to get to play with other players that I ordinarily wouldn't be on a show with, you know. Mm-hmm. Even with Bonnie, where we, years ago we toured together and we've been friends for a really long time. So it wouldn't be an incompatible show at all. It's just that she's, you know, this huge star. And, you know, like it's for, if I want to play with her, I get to, you know. It's, it's uh, one where you don't, it's not, a, it's not a money promotion. It's one where you're putting people together for uh, an idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect it'll be that way with Sean, too, pretty soon. I, like, I thought I really had to get her on this tour. If I wanted to get to tour with her and be out, for a couple months with her, I was going to have to do it quick because I think next year it'll be too late. She'll You're speaking of, of Sean Colvin, of yeah. course, who's opening. Has she been on the whole tour with you? Yeah, since Maine. But I mean, not not the whole year, just basically since where we start. We start in June or July or something. Mm. Just so you know, she's been in the music hall like three or four times, so yeah. she's got a couple up on Well, you. she is like, she and Bonnie, both, she, they're about my favorites, but I mean, both really? of them are so awesome mm-hmm. acoustically by, by themselves that they're sort of like... My uh, my ulterior motive is to actually just really listen and try to get any of that to rub off on me. You've obviously heard her live version of Polaroids. Does she have worked any Jackson Brown songs into the medley? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll do that in these shows here. Somebody gave me, a, a good friend of mine who I guess went to school with her gave me a tape of her in 1976 that I listened to yesterday wow. on the bus. It was great. She was doing all that stuff then, you know. Mm, she's, she is good. <laughs> so if you are going to the Greek shows and you're going to see Jackson, get there early enough to see Sean Colvin because she's, she is incredible. I want to get back to the oh, benefit yeah. thing, don't, though. Yeah, don't miss Sean. Yeah, don't miss Sean. Um, the benefits for a second. You may, you know, say that other people do it, but I, I think you are more in, of a giver than, than, you, than, than you know because I don't think as many other artists do as much as you do and what I'm curious about is the more you do it the more you have to get hit up to do it I'm wondering how do you pick and choose what you're going to do how can you know, I'm sure you have people who can say no because well you can it ask usually a lot, takes um, a lot of I, I guess I've got a, a circle of friends and people who, who we, all, we all talk who are involved in doing them too you know even though um and I mean, there's a guy named Tom Campbell who produces a lot of those shows, and he, mm-hmm. I mean, he produced the the Muse concerts, the No Nukes concerts, No right. Nukes concerts, and and uh, I met him ten years before that, and he's the one that sort of got me into working environmental issues and stuff. But he's he's just a good concert promoter, and uh, and we all talk about the things that need to be done when people have ideas. So I mean, th- th- we all talk about you know them. So I'm I'm doing some shows like th- we're going to do the show in Arizona. Which you do every year. Is this I, like your seventh year? This is the year? seventh year, yeah. And uh, I try to get, usually try to get somebody to headline it, you know, that isn't there every year. And uh, we, um... It's in Sedona, Bonnie's doing right? it this year. It's in Sedona. And it's for an, uh, it's, it's for an, uh, a kind of progressive school. It's a high school, and it's, and people, you know, it's a, it's a private school. So it was a little odd to talk, you know, talk people into playing for what is ostensibly a... A sort of privileged school. I mean, it's a private school. People do benefits for a private school if their kid goes there, but my kid right. doesn't go there. What it is is that it's an Indian country. It's right in the middle of this beautiful part of Arizona that is surrounded by Indian tribes and reservations, but not too many Indian kids can afford to go there. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that there's a there's there's not a lot of it's not a very high success rate for Indian kids who may be great students in the reservation, but when they go to college, you can't really assimilate they can't really quite get into life in a city or in a dorm or in a big so we try to get them into the school for two or three years before they're going to go to college so that they might succeed a little more readily and uh, and get them a mentoring program and stuff so that's what that that i just started doing it plus it's you know it's a great the other thing is it's a great place to go and spend a couple days so to go there every year and it's easy to talk people into going there because it's um it's a beautiful place to be and to, to make music. So those shows are coming if, up. If eventually, there are twenty kids going to that school. It's a boarding school, you know. So if mm-hmm. eventually they're there, so that school is always was formed uh, on the idea of of uh, promoting world peace and 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 understanding between you know and uh, culturally diverse people. So it's 
with that in mind, they they actually go spend time on the reservation. So they're really sort of already attuned to that idea. You didn't have to. I didn't have to sell them on anything. It just sort of is my way of of fitting what I do with what they do. And those shows are October fifth and sixth, kind of kicking off your acoustic benefits right. portion of the tour. And I'll leave the the information in the studio yeah. if anybody wants information on that. Jackson Brown is with us in the music hall at FM one hundred one point nine. You've picked up another guitar. Which one is this? This is the. This is a called a Royce Mack. The Royce Mack? It's a, it's a Royce Mack Gibson guitar made in the 30s. And wow. I'm going to have to tune it a little bit. But, um, that is one thing about your shows. Uh, you, you have a plethora of, of guitars and instruments on stage behind you, and it seems like each song you've got to... They all do something uh, different. Do they? Are they tuned differently, or are they just a lot of times, different? Yeah. And different sounds also. Yeah. This is... They have different voices. It's like they're like people. And um, I mean, that's kind of what happens when they also write. They kind of have different songs in them. If you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. when you pick up a guitar, you, you play this guitar a lot differently than the guitar I was just playing. The guitar I was just playing. That Cody Lee is just the weirdest guitar I've ever played because. It's not right. Nothing's right about it. <laughs> and it just is different. It's almost, it's real rubbery and funny. It just kind of like plays differently. So I basically keep it in that one tuning. I don't try to play another tuning. So, so this, is a, this is a song that was on my first album. In fact, I know you've played this on the, on, before on the radio. A friend of mine called me up and said, do you have a new record out? I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, what is that song? It's something fun. And I said, that's from my first album, man. <laughs> Papers lie there helplessly in a pile outside the door. I tried and tried, but I just can't remember what they're for. The world outside is tugging like a beggar at my sleeve. Oh, that's much too old a story to believe. And you know. Has taken a share of me, even though you take such good care of me. You say Morocco, that makes me smile. I haven't seen Morocco in a long, long while. The dreams are rolling down across the places in my mind. I've just had a taste of something fun Well, the future hides and the past just slides England lies between Floating in a silver mist So cold and so clean California shaking like an angry child will Who has asked for love and is unanswered still And to know that I'm looking back carefully Cause I know that there's still something there for me But you said Morocco And you made me smile And it hasn't been that easy In a long, long while Looking back into your eyes I saw them really shine Giving me a taste of something fun Something fun You see Morocco, I know you'll go in style. I 
may not catch Morocco for a little while. But while you're there, I was hoping you might keep it in your mind to save me just a taste of something fine, something Jackson Brown, live in the music hall at FM 101.9. And yes, that guitar does have a voice. That, that So is that the guitar that sang that song on the album? No. No. No, I, I found this guitar a few years ago, and it sort of set off a flurry of searching for other guitars like this. I don't know why I thought I had to have another one like this, but after buying, after sending away, you know, for these... But we're, they have to be converted, because they start out as Hawaiian guitars. So if you want to know what their voice is, you actually have to take the neck off and set, reset the angle huh. and do all this work, about three or $400 worth of work on it. And then, and then you sit down and play it. And I've done that to about 10 of them, and none of them sound like this one. So I stopped looking. If you got it right the I first time. I just take good care of it. Um, the first album, what do you call this? <laughs> That's called Jackson Brown. It's called Jackson Brown. It's not but called even the record before company before calls it Saturate before using that because it's what it says on the back of the CD. Now it says it on the, on the, you know, yeah. on the sleeve thing on the yeah. side. But it is called Jackson That's Brown. That's an assumption on their part. <laughs> well, because it says it across the top. And back when they were record albums, it's well, still the guy, said it. Yeah, that was a wa- You know what a water bag is, right? It's, a, it's this canvas bag. In the old days, when I was a kid, uh-huh. you, if you crossed the desert, like if you drove to Flagstaff or something, you would get one of these, you'd get at a gas station, you'd get one of these radiator bags and you'd soak it in water, fill it full of water, and because it's flax, it would expand and it would hold water. But it would be soaking wet and you'd put on your, your radiator and the air that passed through it would help cool your radiator so you didn't overheat. Uh-huh. And uh, I had one of these on my wall and when we were t- I was talking with the art director and and he said, what do you think, for, what do you want to do for your album cover? And I was saying, well, you know, it could be a water bag. And so we got into this thing. And the original one, like the original release, it came out in this really fuzzy oatmeal paper. So it really looked like a bag. Uh-huh. And when you pulled the sleeve out, it had this photograph of the inside of the sparklets bottle, you know, going <laughs> off in it. So it's real, it's a real pretty thing. So, um, and he had one on his wall, too. We both collect stuff like that, you wow. know. So when I saw the cover, I said, hey, Gary, you can't put that on the front. That people would think that's the title. He said, God. Come on, man. Who would think that's the title <laughs> of your album? And and now, almost 25 years later, do you realize that next year is the 25th anniversary and the release of this album? No, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. So you look 25 years later, like you see this picture, which is kind of a drawing, but knowing that I was going to talk to you and being the fan that I am, I still wanted to be professional and do my research. So I opened this book, and there's this wonderfully very innocent picture of you um, when you see a picture like this, it's a very young Jackson Brown. Like, yeah. What do you think? Do you see that? I mean, it, I think. What was that photographer thinking of? What was she doing? Like that—that that was taken by my friend Randy St. Nicholas, and she was. That's not a particularly old picture. I mean, I mean that—that that was take, taken in the. Well, it is. It's like you look. Set. Well, you look young now, so you look very young then. Well, you know, if you if you. Whatever you do with the lights and stuff, you know, I mean, you have your picture taken by these people who get really big money to make you look like that. You Can know, I find that photographer? It's cause... cheaper than <laughs> surgery, you know, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, she could, she could do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you still, I mean, someone even said it's Actually, kinda... that was one, that, actually, I think I was wearing makeup and there were lights in this whole thing. I was, I don't particularly like that photograph, but... Well, I, I do. I'm a girl. Not that that means anything. Anyway, Jackson Brown's with us in the music hall. Uh, back to back to that first album and that time of your life. And you were writing and hanging out with the the Southern California group that I, I talked about. And you wrote "Take It Easy" with Glenn Frey and became a big hit for the Eagles. And a lot of these guys were in bands, but you were Jackson Brown solo. Were you ever tempted to join a band, or did you always know you wanted to go off and do your own thing? Yeah. 
I, I have always wanted to be in the Eagles. <laughs> Did you? Well, you were kind of an honorary member. Well, I mean, you're on the you Desperado know. cover, right? You're one of those costumes. I mean, I, I didn't, there was no question about it. I didn't have the skills to be in the Eagles, so, you know, it just wasn't any question. When we were all, they, they'll sing on my record, but singing with me is a lot easier than me singing with them. You know, that's like, they do that, you know, they know how to do that, so. But some of my favorite memories, really, some of my, mo- my fondest and most hilarious memories come from standing around a mic with those guys. Because it's hard work. You know, singing in tune is like, you know, it's serious business. So eventually you get pretty punchy. You know, you're doing it at 2 in the morning and people say some really funny things. Uh-huh. And pe- the truth is, uh, basically, basically the truth is out there in the open about who can do it and who can't. You know, so eventually they say, oh, you know, hey, Jackson, you know, I left something in my car. Would you mind going? <laughs> and you come back and it's done. You know? <laughs> oh, we did it without you. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know why. It just came together. But, you know, right, on to the next thing. Yeah, but with, with all the infighting and stuff, aren't you glad that you weren't in the Eagles? Oh, you see, yeah, I suppose. With, again, that came a lot later, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and I've actually never really been a part of that either, you know. I don't really get that. <laughs> I have no idea what their problems are with each other. I mean, they tell me, but I don't, you know, I can't really... I can't go there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but well, um, also John David Souther, you know, is, mm-hmm. is part of that group, and he's a gr- really good friend, a great right. writer, and uh, and somebody who's, in a way, he's a sort of uh, he's a sort of holds all that sort of sense of humor we have about each other. I mean, in a way, he's sort of like a. In mu- musically speaking, I'm sort of like a big brother, somebody like huh. who sort of, I mean, like, I remember him, the first time I ever sat down and played Sweet Little Sixteen in an apartment, you know, around a bottle of wine, it was with him. Because wow. he'd been in a band, he's a drummer, you know, and he sang that song, I thought, yeah, you mean we can just sit here with guitars and play Chuck Berry? He said, yeah, like this, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I didn't really have to be in the band to, to have all that kind of fun and, and to hang with him and be really close friends, so... The question of whether or not I'd ever learn how to sing close harmony or, or keep time, you know, was sort of irrelevant. irrelevant you know. Yeah, but you've, you've done it for all these years, so... I'm getting there. Now, on all your albums, there are some co-writing credits, J.D. Souther, of course, on some, Glenn Fry, other people you've collaborated with, but they're Jackson Brown songs. For the most part, a lot of them say all songs written by Jackson Brown. On your new album, Looking East, with the exception of two, you wrote with the band. Yeah. What, what, what happened there? Well, what that's about is it's, it's me trying to finally um, give credit where cr- credit's due. Because you, you ever notice that there are these bands like U2 and, and uh, The Doors, The Beatles, who sort of dispense with the, the individual songwriting credits? Mm-hmm. Lennon McCartney said, you know, all songs Lennon McCartney, even though they wrote songs individually. And with The Doors, the same thing. They all made up these songs. And you, you know who's making up the lyrics, you know? It's, it's Jim Morrison or it's... it's you know, it's Bono as the lyricist. And, but those songs are whole pieces of music. And just because somebody writes some part of it and sort of controls the, 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 the songwriting process doesn't mean that they're really coming up with all that themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been the case where, like on The Pretender, the session musicians playing, Craig Durge and, and Jeff Porcaro, turned, a, turned some rhythmical thing around and, and suddenly I needed to write more words because that was much cooler that way. And I, mm-hmm. and, but the phrase, it just literally changed what I had to do. So I call that collaboration. I mean, that, I, they did something that I had to, and that I responded to. It wasn't like they just sit, came in and played it. Right, and it changed some what you way. brought in. And so I began leaving songs unfinished until I'd get into the studio. And so for, you know, I can tell you various lines and stuff that people came up with and thought of, you know, but I thought that unless you... That, that, pres- that presents a problem. How do you pay people for what they really do? I mean, you are paying them as a session player, and so they're getting paid for, what they, for doing that. Matter of fact, that's the, way, that's the way those sessions work. People are called. You call David Lindley because he comes up with these amazing lines, you know, and, and plays that way. And that's why some really great artists like David Lindley or, uh, or Ry Cooter basically stop doing sessions because they're sitting there, you know, putting all that cool juice all over everybody else's songs and stuff. And, it, you know, you could... You could say that you wrote that that music. So, anyway, with my band, they're they're really creative, and the co- chemistry amongst them is amazing. So that you, in a sound check, any given day, people will pick up their instruments and just start playing something you've never heard before, and it's just great. And you go around, you can go around saying, "Well, what's this?" And people just look at you with a blank look. I don't know. We're, it's what we're playing, and you or you might st- sit and start playing some 
lick. Why, why are you trying to get your dial in your sound or something? You play something to see if your guitar is sounding right, and suddenly they're, they're playing that with you, and you've made up this cool rock and roll right. lick. And so two things. I wanted to pay them. I wanted to, like, give them credit for what they actually do, and I also wanted them to do it some more. <laughs> and give them incentive to do it some more and say you're going to get the recognition for your for more than the playing but the other input you've had I wanna, yeah I just want to well that's me always that's still me trying to be in a band you know yeah well that's why I asked the question <laughs> yeah. cool alright Jackson Brown is with us in the music hall you've got uh, yet another guitar in hand what this is is this is Gibson's attempt to make another guitar like that last one because ah, I see it has the writing up on it as the, you can see they got a ways to go no, it's it's really a great guitar. This is the Gibson Centennial reissue of the Royce Mac, and it's not sounds it sounds nothing like that other guitar. <laughs> Still sounds pretty. It looks like a sort of new version of it, mm-hmm. but. This is a song that, having said that, this was made up by about five or six people. I'm going to try to play by myself. But you know, like that, we were... We were playing a sound check, and these guys just started doing this. to sing this real loud to make these notes so excuse me running down around the towns along the shore when I was 16 and on my own no I couldn't tell you what the hellless breaks were for was just trying to hear my song Jimmy found his unsweet sound and won that free guitar We'd all get in the van and play Life became the paradox, the bear, the rouge and wall. The stretch of road running to LA. Pages turning, pages we were years from running straight into the night. Kids of heaven where I'm 
Childhood comes for me at night Voices of my friends Were face bathing me in light Hope that Pages turning, pages torn and pages burning, faded pages open in the sun. Better bring your own redemption when you come to the barricades of heaven where I'm from. Better bring your Jackson Brown in the Music Hall at FM 101.9. Um, Barricades of Heaven, a song found on the uh, the new album, Looking East. Of course, that is the Music Hall rendition. And Do you, you have any idea how unique this station is and how cool it is here? Well, I, we think it is. <laughs> yeah, but unless you've gone around to all the other stations in the country and, and, and seen. I mean, there there are a few others that are sort of patterned in, in the same way, the same kind of sensibilities, but... God, you know, some of them are just these sort of, you know, these guys chained to a console, you know, with these instructions printed right in front of their face, you know, that they can't deviate from. And well, music is about emotion, isn't it? And it's about feeling and, yeah. and yeah, like that. And they'll have these guys in sales that are, you know, they come up and sort of, they're freaks, but they're wearing ties, you know, and they'll like sort of apologize. Say, oh, we're, we're like, we're from sales, you know, we just wanted to say hi. We have those too. <laughs> you know, every radio station has them. They're, they're out there. Jackson Brown. Those are the guys that my heart goes out to because they're, you know. They're the ones who make the money. So, yeah, they're keeping know. the place going and they're doing it for the right reasons. Well, you've moved in front of the keyboard. And this is kind of where you started, too, isn't it? Like a lot of your early stuff was on piano. No, I played guitar no. first. Oh, the, did the you? first Yeah, first piano song I ever wrote was uh, um, Jamaica, Say mm. You Will, or Rock Me in the Water, maybe. Maybe Rock Me in the Water. No, I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> right around there, you know. But yeah, before my first record. and. So this is, um, I'm trying to remember if I wrote, I, I don't know, probably, you know, I write on both. I write on both instruments. I mean, I'll start a song on one and then move to the other just to see what's in there, you know. This one's got all kinds of changes that I learned by taking piano lessons for about a month once. <laughs> so I put them in, I put these, those changes in about every song I wrote between 1974 and 76, and then I, you know, stopped using them Changes we waited for love to bring. 
Were they only the fitful dreams of some greater awakening? I've been aware of the time going by. They say in the end it's the wink of an eye. And when the morning light comes streaming in, you get up and do it again. Yeah, again. Traffic light and the children solemnly wait for the ice cream vendor. Out into the cool of the evening strolls the pretender. He knows it all his hopes and dreams begin. A girl who can show me what laughter means, and we'll fill in the missing colors in each other's paint by number dreams, and then we'll put our dark glasses on, and we'll make love until our strength is gone, and when the morning light comes streaming in. Get up and do it again. Get it up again. I'm gonna be a happy idiot and struggle for the legal tender. Where the edge came and led the claim to the heart and the soul of the spender. And Are you there? Say a prayer for the pretender who started out so young and strong, only to surrender. Say a prayer for the pretender. Jackson Brown in the Music Hall at FM 101.9. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for coming up here. And um, that as a professional, as a fan, I say thank you for 25 years of amazing music and for uh, touring. I, I go to a lot of concerts. I can honestly say I've seen you more than anybody else. And uh, I'll be there again Saturday night. Great. And um, boy, the music just, thank you for keeping on putting out great music. Oh, thanks. Um, 
I said earlier that that music is a, a thing of emotion, and I still cry when I hear "Late for the Sky." So you touch something in a lot of people, and um, thank you. And I hope you'll come back and see us again next oh, time. I'll come back. I'll come back. Thanks for having this kind of a format on a radio station. You know, it's it's like it's kind of um, you know they're trying to do it other places too, but it's really great. It takes somebody to be the innovator to do that. This is this being able to come in and play like this, and and um, and having DJs that play the music they want to listen to means everything to music you know otherwise it's just this corporate uh, mm-hmm. you know this it, it's too close to advertising and all that other stuff so it's great that somebody's you know, doing the hard work of, of of having a business and fitting into all that corporate structure of stuff but but staying creative so on the other um, hand it's nice that there's there's really good music again because there, there was a, a little lull for a little while but there's, oh, a there's lot some of, bad music out there there's a lot of great there's music of out that. there right now so and and uh, <laughs> you're part of me thank you for making it you know <laughs> jackson brown we'll see you at the greek theater uh s- s- tomorrow and sunday night yeah. you're going down to san diego now yeah yeah they're telling me you, you need to leave, gotta go so thank you again and we'll see you saturday night great see you there jackson time. brown with me on the air in los angeles from September 13th, 1996. All right, we've got like 10 minutes left, so I'm going to rush through this. Dan Navarro has been on the show a few times, a dear old friend of mine. And I figured I have a short session with him and his late partner, Eric Lowen, that I can share with you. From December 10th, 1999, Lowen and Navarro in Studio C at Channel 1031. I'm joined today by Lowen and Navarro. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi, Nicole. Good to have you here. And we have a special guest in the studio. Little Joseph Navarro is here. Hey, Joe, <laughs> with his ball and his bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just fitting that a three-year-old is in the studio with us because we're surrounded by toys because the Studio C toy drive is in full swing. He thinks it's Christmas. Uh, well, you know, for good reason. Absolutely. Hey. <laughs> um, and you guys are actually going to be with me this Sunday afternoon at around one o'clock. We're going to be at the Block at Orange where a lot of people will be shopping and and uh, you guys are going to join me there and help entertain all the shoppers. Absolutely. That's right. So well, Joseph came in here and got all excited with all the toys in here. <laughs> They're all for you, Joseph. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, not really. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's give uh, everyone a sample of what they'll hear on Sunday if they come out and join us. Lowen and Navarro with us in Studio C. What are you going to start with? We're going to start with a song of Christmas, a song uh, that we wrote ourselves about the Christmas thing. Two, three, four. <laughs> On a bitter cold December morning, a boy goes out alone With every one of his favorite toys all done up with a bow He's leaving one at every house that Santa might forget Cause those kids inside wait every year and he hasn't shown up yet Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year We need a happy new year He goes up to his cold apartment Turns a key and walks inside Stares out of the frozen windows at one more silent night His mother won't be home too late if she comes home at all So he'll have to share his Christmas cheer with the shadows on the wall Let us sing a song of Christmas and pray the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children, let this be a happy new year. We need a happy new year. Sun comes up on Christmas morning, our hero wakes to see. His name on a Christmas gift beneath the tiny Christmas tree. Cause miracles can happen sometimes on a midnight clear. And as his tired mother watches, she wipes away a happy tear. Let us sing a song. 
the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach their ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year We need a happy new year We need a happy new year Beautiful. Thank Lowen you so and Navarro much. in Studio C on Channel 1031. Kind of uh, fits the whole toy drive vibe, Absolutely. doesn't it? We thought so. Yeah. Christmas is about giving. It really is. It that's, that's the is. best part. Speaking of giving, you guys have been giving us great music for many years. You've been working together for what? How many years? We've been now? working together over 15 years. We've been wow. Lowen and Navarro for 11. And uh-huh. it's been, you know, because we were writing for other people before that. It's been a while. Right. So what's happening now? What's what's the latest Loan and Navarro project that well, people need to know about? Uh, we're, do, we're touring. We want people to visit our website at uh, www.lonav.com. L-O-W-N-A-V. L-O-W-N-A-V. He's low. <laughs> He's Nav. And we're Eric uh, Lowen, Dan Navarro, <laughs> for people who don't know. And we're doing, uh, we're doing a lot of touring this uh, coming up after the millennium. And uh, we've been doing, and that's what we're going to concentrate on for a while. And then we're going to start working on another record. Right. We're getting, getting writing for that. We have a 10-year retrospective songbook coming out in a matter of, of weeks. Like songbook two, in terms of music Music book, book pictures, stories on the songs. Uh, more information than you ever dreamed you wanted. <laughs> about Lowen and Navarro. And that'll be available through the website? That'll be available through the website starting probably in about two weeks oh great now other than our thing together this sunday any gigs coming up in in the area that people need to know about yet? nothing nothing nearby we're probably gonna do something in january we've been doing mccabe's a lot and that's been really fun for us we're uh, playing up at mammoth mountain uh for the new year's which oh. is going to be kind of uh, you know for skiers it's an afternoon uh-huh. show yeah. so that we can sit around and go hey it's new year's and <laughs> yeah. i have to actually work it but oh, uh, very cool and then you can sit in a nice cabin like by the fire absolutely, or absolutely. Bring, bring, <laughs> bring in the families and uh it's gonna be cool oh uh, that's great safe and sane millennium uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what everyone should do, I think. All right, Lowen and Navarro are here. We, as I said before, we're, the three of us are going to be at the Block at Orange this Sunday afternoon. People will be shopping. We'll be there with our, our receptacles. So if you want to contribute to the Studio C toy drive for Toys for Tots, you're welcome to come by and definitely enjoy the music with Lowen and Navarro. I gave a, a request a little earlier. One of the, the songs, I guess it's the first song I ever heard by Lowen and Navarro, mm-hmm. Um, that actually Pat Benatar had a huge hit with, but it's one that you wrote, and I like your version a whole lot better. Well, thank you. And you've been Betty Betty good to our version, too. <laughs> yeah. Lowen and Navarro in Studio C. This one's for the birthday girl. times I've tried to tell you, twenty times I've cried alone, always I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to the bone. I don't want to leave you really, I just want to break the ice. Do I look silly to you when I yield to your advice, when you say we belong to the light? We belong to the thunder We belong to the sound of the words we both fallen under Whatever we deny or embrace For worse or for better We belong We belong We belong together Si acaso no lo sabes Te aseguro que es verdad El cariño que es sincero No se apaga con crueldad Olvidas lo que fuimos Y desprecias lo más fiel Pero juntitos pretendimos Que la luna era de miel Junto a ti, junto a ti Solo es mi anhelo Junto a ti como el rayo de luz que ha brotado del cielo No importa el porvenir si sufrir 
es mi triste destino Junto a ti, junto a ti hasta el fin del camino Thanks so much. Loan and Navarro in Studio C at Channel 1031. Oh, oh, I get chills when I hear you do that. 